guys, welcome to episode seven, seven, seven of seven. Jack White Diaries, a podcast documenting the experiences of African immigrants in the diaspora. Yes, and on this week's episode, we talked mostly about code switching, different accents, how that propagates through life, you know, what different circles, and we had fun doing it. Yeah, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at jackpot.diaries. Enjoy! Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Hello. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. This is um, Jackpa Diaries, a podcast documenting the experiences of African immigrants in the diaspora. Uh, today, we have another guest. She's a content creator, um, a girly for the Habisha girlies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kwan is here. Kwan, give right? applause. Yeah. Yeah. Myself. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um. No, so it is pronounced Kwan. I got that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. 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 How yeah. How long have you been in the U.S. of A. Or really, let's find out your entire like Jackpot stories. Like, when did you leave the motherland, and how did you end up in the U.S. Yeah. So, oh man, let me try and do this as possible. Because for me, my motherland is Ethiopia, but I didn't yeah. grow up there, right? So I was about five or six years old when we left Ethiopia, my entire family, um, and mm-hmm. we grew up in Dubai, which oh. at that point in time was just straight sand dunes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was one or two buildings, you know. Before it was cool, you were in Dubai before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So it was, um, and it was actually cool because that was a time in which Dubai was all expats, right? It was a lot mm-hmm. of people coming from everywhere to do trade. And that, that was mm-hmm. Dubai's big thing. It was that middle point where people can come. You don't have to pay taxes on anything you import or export. Oh. So people loved it. Yeah. Especially yeah. like East Africans, <laughs> you know, you just mm-hmm. go right through to Djibouti and you're good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of like the people that I grew up with were um, Indian and Filipino and Pakistani and Arab. So um, it was a true melting pot, a true yeah. melting pot. And everybody, it was, it felt like, although there was a lot of wealth there, you could see it. Um, it felt like such a like equal playing field because everybody was different. There was mm, no, okay. nobody felt other, you know? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, so in 12th grade, I'd come to visit America a few times, you know, um, but in mm-hmm. 12th grade, I knew I wanted to go to America for college. I was like, uh, <laughs> actually, Why my America? older sister, um, and my older sister, me, I call her Nia, but her name is Milena, who went to school with mm-hmm. Malik. She, oh, weird. Yeah, so she, um, I saw her have the time of her life, and I was like, oh. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> this is what American dream is. This life, this life that you're living, sign yeah. me up. <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, that looks like a party. I want it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so for, that's what like solidified it for me. You know, like I feel like with most of us like that are coming um, and we, like want a westernized education, mm-hmm. either America, and I've heard you guys talk about this, like it's either America or London or the UK. Um, a few people do like a little, you know, those places in Europe, but like mostly it's either the UK or the US, mm. right? Or Canada. And now Canada, Canada yeah. Yeah, Canada is really coming up too. Um, yeah. And so that's that's what like solidified it for me. It was really my sister. Um, 
that was like, yeah, no, it's great. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really college. It's literally just four years of fun. I'm <laughs> crying. I'm crying. I mean, yeah, because I feel like America's like um, college system is so much more like a lax issue mm-hmm. in a way compared to yeah. the, like the rest of the world. Like, my friends couldn't choose their classes. I'm like, what do you mean you couldn't choose your classes? Some of us were designing our majors. Like, we, we, yeah. made, we literally made this up. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's good to know. So, like, when yeah. you're in Dubai, like, is everybody just speaking in their own accents? Like, everybody's just like, you're learning a Pakistani accent today. You're learning um, Indian mm. accents. Like, you know what I mean? Like, was it like yeah. that? Or was everybody trying to meet in, like, a Dubai middle? Yeah. You know, you know what's actually really funny. When I, I when I first learned English, it, I was five mm-hmm. or six years old. That was like going into first grade. I was mm-hmm. learning English in Dubai, and most oh. of my school teachers were Indian. So I grew up with an Indian accent. Ah! <laughs> wow! Wow! Like, and the crazy thing is, my mom barely spoke English, but she was like. Oh. That doesn't look right. Does it sound right? <laughs> she she could like, tell something was off. And like shaking my head and like no I don't think you guys understand all my friends are Indian I was like mom what's okay. going on this is how I found yeah. it and my mom was like no people are gonna think you're making fun of them and I, I yeah. didn't know any different I didn't know any different I know so how do you remedy that how do you, yeah. how do you fix that so my mom made sure that we went to Ethiopia a lot so not that like okay. that would change our English accent but even the people in Ethiopia that were speaking English were speaking with a different English accent. So oh. it almost like my English accent was like kind of like this weird in between. Blended. Yeah, blended between like the movies I, were, I was watching and my teachers mm-hmm. and what they were telling me and, you know, going home to Ethiopia and they like mm-hmm. did an Amharic accent in, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. And um, I think what really like changed my accent and like almost made it more like American style accent is we watched Friends like it was the Bible. Mm. Like I know I do the American I, accent. Huh? As a Friends taught you the American accent. Friends taught me like wow. anything and everything I know about America was because on NBC two we would have Friends playing on repeat, and that's how I learned to speak English in this kind of like American style accent. Yeah, yeah conversational. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that's like an LA accent too, because most of them sounded like you know they were from the West Coast, right? Yeah. yeah. Why they yeah, New York? Exactly. Well, I mean, they didn't have New York accents on that show for sure. No, so of course not. not of that. course not. Of course not. Yeah, yeah they never even not. said "cup of Joe," and I feel like you know <laughs> when true. you think of New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna ask Malik <laughs> what movie you saw, but I was like, we grew up in Nigeria speaking English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our accents were going to be Nigerian accents speaking English. Mm. Um, but that is interesting. But yeah. I mean, like to to kind of like you know relate it. Like I feel like what I thought American English was was exactly what was you know Disney Channel that year. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. All the shows we were watching, yeah. however they sounded, to me, that's how people in America sound. That's how people in America mm-hmm. talk, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, it was definitely the West Coast accent too because you could tell like when like someone from down south, there's like a country accent on his show or something. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. flag as a whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that was something different. Like the country mm-hmm. accent, you're like, wow, look at this. Very different. Not really kind of American accent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, wait, so, wait yeah. till they hear us. Then they'll yeah. know it's actually different. Yeah. 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 So, and then when did you realize you had an accent? Like, when was the first time it flagged for you? Like, you don't sound like everybody else. Someone pointed it out to you. In the U.S.? Yes. Um, I think I think I, I already knew coming in based on, like, previous maybe holidays. Like, if it were with cousins that lived in the U.S., mm-hmm. their accents were obviously to me even though like they will be nigerian they were obviously american accents to me right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i have this weird thing that i would do where like my i always, I almost want to match the person's accent and i don't know like did you guys do this also yeah i, I still do it because i yeah, know I yeah. to make the person comfortable. it like switches like, on you don't even know i don't know why yeah. i don't yeah. know why i do it and yeah. so i would like try and do it and i remember like like your mom would complain like oh my god like you're not American, like when you're with these guys, they have to speak Nigerian accent. I'm like, no, because they don't understand me. So I'm just trying to match them to understand me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so like, so coming for school, I definitely knew I had an accent. And wow, that first year, man, I was tearing yeah. my tongue, turning it around, trying to be that American accent. <laughs> and I don't know at what point I was like, I remember one time my friend said this to me in junior year, because like I would talk to her like pretty normal. And I'd given a presentation in class and she was like, bro, why do you sound like that? Like, that's <laughs> who not are you? how you talk. Like who, like, who are you right now? And I was like, yeah, I actually don't know, girl. Like, I don't know what my accent is like, like every day in this country. Yeah. 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 So I've always known I had an accent or like would switch it around a bunch. Yeah. Um, not it's, it's kind of like you're based on the person that you're talking to. It's like your per- yes. they access a different part of your personality, almost like a different part of your brain too. Because like now yes. it's like, oh, I know how to relate to you and I yes. have to relate to you in this way. Yes. Yeah. I, so I was talking to my therapist about this like a couple of weeks ago. We we're talking yeah. about how like um, part of the whole like moving to the US and like trying to find a sense of belonging and like friends that you relate with is um, one of the markers for me was what accent did I speak in? right mm. um so if i was talking like if i roll some r's or something then i know i'm not like fully there because i was saying about how like i'll just talk to nigerians here like anyhow like mm. anyhow literally anyhow i can <laughs> murmur through my sentence and they know exactly what i was trying to say mm-hmm. and mm. how i couldn't always do that and like even um so she was asking me so in this moment like what accent are you speaking in and i'm like i feel like i've adjusted more to my nigerian accent but because you're american i know you're american I'm going to roll some R's, you mm. know, like some T's are going to be silent because if I say them differently, you might not catch what the, the word I was trying to say. And like, mm-hmm. so even there, I still don't fully like, you know, sit in my Nigerian accent just based yeah. on who I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's Perfect. Amazing. I think this helps us segue into our topic for today, which yeah. is <laughs> switching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. So first things first is I want to define it right mm-hmm. then yeah. we'll, we'll take on we'll talk about what it means to us and you know how we implement that through our daily lives so because we like facts here from the harvard business review sure. code switching <laughs> involves adjusting one style of speech appearance behavior and expression 
in ways that will optimize the comfort of others in exchange for fair treatment, quality service, and employment opportunities. So, so we were I, all just code switching. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. Just that's defining exactly, exactly what we were that's doing. Because exactly I would ask, are we doing it to make the other person comfortable? And I know that I definitely was because I didn't want yeah. to get, keep getting asked, sorry, what did you say? Sorry, what mm-hmm. did you say? And then it starts pointing out, oh, wow, you have an accent. Where are you from? And it's like, you're so, you're so different. Like, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need too much conversation. I just need to know how to get to XYZ. Asking too yeah. many questions right now, bro. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you said you don't really, you don't really like um, conform to like an American accent when you talk to people. Now you mostly try and go with your Nigerian accent. Yeah, I'm trying. That's bold. But I, I like it. I like it. I cannot confirm what accent I speak in at work. I don't know what it is. I feel like my brain switches off, and I'm going to record myself in my next meeting because I'm actually curious. Like, what do I, what accent do I speak in when I'm at work? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe maybe it's the same like Nigerian light accents where I'm like mm-hmm. I'm speaking a Nigerian accent and then some words are rolled. Because mm-hmm. um, I have a friend who started doing this. She's in Canada. She was saying like, "Guy, I cannot die. I <laughs> actually cannot die trying to speak yeah. like somebody that I'm not." Yeah. And she gave the example of like Chimamanda, um, the author, of how Montana. she speaks in a Nigerian accent. She just yeah. talks slowly and enunciates, and maybe that's mm-hmm. what I could try doing. Mm. Um, but I don't know how well it's working for me because my partner has told me on multiple occasions that sometimes I just say some things and he just doesn't know what I'm saying. That's so crazy to me because if you ask me, I'd be like, yes, I have an accent, but I don't think I have that much of an accent. Until I hear someone like try and mimic my accent that is American, I'm like, so this is what I sound like to you. To you guys, yeah. Have you seen What's... that TikTok trend where people are like recording me, um, a Kenyan or me, a Nigerian? You know, sending a voice note to my friend, like, hey, just trying to see what you're doing. What, what's up? And they play it back and they hear, guy, how far now? How are we going to go to this place? Like, <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like them at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What you think, think you sound thing- like versus what you actually sound like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So- and I think we could switch like the most in the workplace. Hey, one. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Do you feel like you do a good amount of code switching at work, or you feel like the accent in which you speak now kind of just plays very well, and everyone can understand you? You know what's wild? <clears throat> I feel like when I came to America, mm-hmm. or living where I was living in in Dubai and everything, everybody kept telling me you have such an American accent. You have such an American mm-hmm. accent. So I always thought I had an accent, and then I came here. Everybody was telling me you don't have an accent. And I was like, what? That is so weird. Yeah. But then I would say some words that my Indian teacher told me and they'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Where are you from? <laughs> you know? Oh. Like, yeah, you're caught. You're not from here. <laughs> you know? So that means like truly the, uh, the accent that you learned was American. Yeah. Like, to speak English in a hundred Yeah. And you 100%. know, with Amharic, like my, my native tongue, mm-hmm. I feel like it's different because we don't have like a sort of like broken English. You know how there's like pigeon and there is Spanglish mm-hmm. and like a way where mm-hmm. you can like mix kind of like a, you know, like a pot yeah. you know, yeah. we exactly. don't have that. Like the languages are so separate, English and Amharic, mm-hmm. that there's no way you can kind of find an English. Mix it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's either you're speaking English or you're speaking Amharic. You're speaking Amharic. That's yeah. true. It doesn't yeah. blend. It, it doesn't really blend. And the Do you ever crazy- catch yourself like saying like you say you start a sentence in, in Amharic and you break to a word in English or like you just mm-hmm. go fully 
Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I definitely, I throw in words here and there, <laughs> especially when I'm speaking fill to my parents. <laughs> yeah, I fill in the blanks. But That's fair. like Miles, he always says that's my partner. He's very, he's fully American. And for him, he was like, ah, mm. I, I know you throw a few English words in there and I can kind of piece together what you're saying, but everything <laughs> in the middle is kind of... Yeah, you got to help me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're going somewhere, I just don't know where you're going. Um. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Malik was asking, like, I guess in what... Um, since you have an American, like, English accent, right? Mm. Um, Do you ever feel like you have to turn it up a little bit? Or, like... Are you in circles where you feel like you have to turn it down, if that makes sense? Yes. So okay. depending on which circle I'm in, right? Like, I feel like now I work remotely and I mm-hmm. do feel like I have to enunciate a little bit more and speak a little bit more clear and try and avoid any kind of accent that might come out, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in when I'm talking. But I also work with a lot of Indians. So my mm. second grade accent wants to come out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's that? <laughs> like, those like tough Indian names that are like harder for some people, like say Lakshmi. Uh-huh. I'm like, I can say that. Like it comes, it rolls right off yeah. the tongue. But like a lot of Americans have a hard time saying it. But I'm yeah. like, oh, I've been trained for this. Listen, let me tell you. <laughs> but oh my I think. Goodness. Where I find it the hardest, honestly, is when I'm speaking to my African-American friends. Mm. Because I think when I when I first came here, a lot of them were like, why do you speak white? And I was like, yeah, mm, yeah, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Like, that's when I really felt my accent. You know, mm. when I'm with white people, they're like, oh, you talk like everybody else in America. But then mm. when I'm with my black friends, they're like, wow, you must have grown up in like the white part of town or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... Yeah, I was like, oh my God, I don't even go here. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, like even in the workplace, I find myself um, when I'm, you know, because black people, we really stick together. Like we gravitate mm-hmm. towards each other. Yeah. And so when I'm, when I do gravitate towards like, you know, my, my black or people of color, you know, in my workplace, I tend mm-hmm. to speak a little bit more in that accent, you know? And I don't even want to call mm-hmm. it an accent, but like, just more like girl, like yeah, yeah like, just, change, kinda... just switch up vernacular. Yeah. yeah. How fluent would you say your um, I guess vernacular was like African American? I still feel like I sound like a white girl speaking black. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so odd. They're like, oh, hey, I'm like, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you didn't if you didn't like grow up here, you don't have it. Like I feel like all of us are just playing we're playing catch up really. Yeah, yeah. I, like you. I feel like I blend in well enough. I feel like uh, I can't blend. No way. No way. I'll tell you that right now. No way. And I'll tell you why. So because yeah. when I so my first year in the US, I would take a gap year. And so mm-hmm. my accent was very like that white American. I'm trying to mm. like, you know, roll my R's and do all these things and all these whatever. And then I went to college and the majority of my friends were African American, right? Mm. And I remember like one of the first classes we ever took was like a linguistics class and they were talking about like African American vernacular. And she says something about like um what had happened was and everybody was like, oh laughing like Kiki that's a joke. And I'm like, what did you just say? Like that didn't actually make any sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? And she yeah. was, so, they were trying to essentially say how, like, 
there's um validity in that language in that vernacular because mm. it's communication and that's what language is supposed to do it's supposed to get mm. communicate and if people mm. just understood what i'm saying it's a language and so because i was around them a lot in my first couple of years mm. i picked up on a lot of that right yeah. and like i catch myself now and sometimes i have to ask myself like is this okay like I might like do you know what I'm saying? Like should I be able to do this? Yes, yes. I yeah. I, I often ask myself, like, am I appropriating or yeah. am I allowed to do this based on shared race? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think they give us a pass. I think. Yeah. You know. And you know, when you speak in someone's language is almost endearing as well. It's a term of endearment. Kind yeah. Of, you know. Mm. Like anytime we code switch to talk like you know more white or whatever, it's because we want the other person to feel comfortable. So if I'm talking yeah. to you in the language that you speak, it's like okay, you know, this person is doing this because they want to be more comfortable in this conversation. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think you have any real issues, but I understand the concern. I mm-hmm. do understand the concern. Yeah. Because if it was a white person speaks to me in Nigerian accent, we will fight. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, Easy, I'm like, fight. <laughs> We will fight. Where did you get that from? Yeah. Exactly. 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 Who made you feel comfortable? Yeah, exactly. Did I, did I make the mistake? Did I lead yeah. to this? You were counted out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I like the idea of having to like code switch in different environments. Because if we go, if I go back home to Nigeria now for vacation or whatever, mm-hmm. my accent will change depending, like if I'm talking to the police officer or I'm somehow in the market. Yeah. That's, that's a, a full set of tools. Yeah. Like yeah. my, yeah. So that vernacular is going to change as well, even while I'm at home. So it's changing yeah. in, in, even in like niche circles here and there. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I would argue of... that code switching is not necessarily a, a result of being an immigrant. It's more just like a human experience of having to adapt to whoever it is you're with. But I think the difference is, with white people, they probably don't have to do it as much because they are used to, to being the norm. They're considered the norm as far as they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they feel like they don't never really need to do that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So and how do you find yourself code switching back home? Um, I I feel like I do my best to not speak English at all whenever I'm in Ethiopia because mm-hmm. I feel like that almost like a lot of people will see you as like, oh, you think you're better than somebody. Mm. You know, like, oh, who do you think you are? Kind of thing. So yeah. I do my best not to speak it at all. The lady from America. Oh, look yeah, at like, you. oh, you. <laughs> you know, so um, I do my best not to, to speak it at all. And in that case, it's I have to almost switch my brain off because I've been speaking English for so long mm-hmm. that it, it's, been, it's been so natural to me. And like mm-hmm. even being here, it's it's so hard to like, force myself to speak my language because I don't have as mm-hmm. much influence interaction my language. Yeah. yeah or mm-hmm. interaction mm-hmm. exactly um mm-hmm. but I have to like almost switch my brain and you know mm-hmm. tell myself okay no this is who you are now remind yourself yeah you have to speak yeah. Amharic and not even Ethiopia like honestly even when I go to DC because in DC there's so many Ethiopians there <laughs> and like I wrote like, the boss I wrote you the went boss to Ethiopia. Silver Spring <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> yeah, bro. The entire bus, literally, the entire bus was like, I'm, sure, I'm like, foreheads. Do you people's hometown? I'm like, I'm so crazy. It's like our call sign. <laughs> wow. yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really like being in Ethiopia, and it, in that same way, it, I feel like every time that I do go to Silver Spring, even like. You go to the giant down the street or you'll go to like the whole foods 
and in there like if you speak I'm heart you're almost you know what I'm saying like it's the mm-hmm. same type of like code switching that you're doing like to make them feel comfortable like hey I'm one of us you know yeah like yeah, yeah. I know yeah yeah exactly you can relax like you know it's almost like we're cousins now like it's okay mm-hmm. we're yeah, all in this we other place music. together exactly because mm-hmm. we speak the same language we've had shared experience in that sense and all of that doesn't need to be said mm-hmm. all I have yeah. to do is speak in my language and like have those gestures of like bowing down to your elders or, you know mm-hmm. and yeah, we can and, skip we can skip to the fun parts of the relationship yeah, we don't exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My I have thing. A question. That, okay. Sure. Mine, go ahead. Actually, no, because ask my question after. I was gonna say, like, with code switching, are we also like um, alternating personalities? Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was thinking about it to myself, like, the Malik at work is he the same person <laughs> as Malik when he gets home and walks through the door? Because mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. might be slightly two different people. So are we just adjusting our personalities a little bit as well, our code switching? Or mm-hmm. are they kind of two ends of the, like, two separate people almost? What do you guys think? Wow. I would say <laughs> almost, that is such a good question. Because I, I, I mm-hmm. honestly, I would say it's almost like it's two separate people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more tense around certain people than I am around Ethiopian others. Yeah, mm-hmm. like with with my Ethiopian friends and like my Ethiopian people, I feel more relaxed because I'm like, yeah. you're gonna understand me. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like a given. And even if you don't understand me, there's a level of comfort there that like I can explain myself and you, you'd understand otherwise. Whereas mm-hmm. with non-Ethiopian people, I'm like, all right, don't say anything to like you know, like try and explain yourself very well. And if you don't mm-hmm. apologize, and if you you know oh. what I'm saying, like let people because you don't ever want to feel because there's just so much you don't know culturally not growing Mm -hmm. up here that you don't ever want to feel like you're offending somebody or like you're making people feel Mm -hmm. uncomfortable in your presence that they have to act a certain way and there's just so many things that like you feel and even cultural things right Mm -hmm. like when you have somebody in your home the way you host and like how comfortable you feel around Mm -hmm. so different than how you are with Mm -hmm. americans you know so yeah yeah it's almost like a you're just a di- you have to be different. Yes, like they yeah. access a different part of you. Yeah. Have you ever had a situation where like something like that had happened? Like maybe like a a delayed or like failed cold switch resulted in we just had a problem that I didn't even realize I'd created. Um, that's a good question. I feel like I have. <laughs> I feel like I've. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah, can't get, we can't get it right every time. Yeah, yeah, like, right yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm trying to like pinpoint a certain moment in time. Definitely my freshman sophomore year, uh-huh. where I'll just be like, I would, I don't know, like I would feel like I would just say what came on my mind and be feel so freely. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, we don't say that here. Oh, we don't do that here. And I'm like, oh, wow. I have one okay. that yeah, I don't even know. I don't know technically like an issue of code switching, but it's one of those things where like just learning American society and how they interact. So this was even late. This was my junior year. I was in this acting class. Um, and in the front row, it was me, um, a Mexican guy and a Vietnamese girl. Um, and so the professor would always kind of like just make jokes. And we would play, like literally that class was just playing. Like we would play all the time. And <laughs> he, because it's acting, he would like, you know, almost try to like mimic us in a way. And so he'd done one on um, the Vietnamese girl. And he was like trying to mimic how she 
smiles or something. And I was like, almost there, like, like, but like smaller eyes, like she smiles with her eyes. Right. Mm. Mm. And I said something, something smaller eyes. And the whole class looks at me like, Ooh, mm. and I'm literally it took me three seconds. Like, I don't understand. What did I just say wrong? And then you're cursed mm-hmm. me. Your Vietnamese girl is Asian. Asian mm-hmm. people have had a lot of people make fun of their eyes. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, as it left my mouth, I was like, man, I'm her 13th reason why today. Like, I didn't need yeah. to do that. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I literally looked at her and I was like, babes, I can't I can tell you. That was not intentional. Yeah. Like, I, and I even said at some point, I was like, guys, I think I'm the last person to make a race joke in this class. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it wasn't meant to come out like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, our relationship did not recover from that. Not at all. Oof, 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 yeah. Oof. Apologies. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's an, I, I don't know about it, it. You let me know if it was a similar experience um, in Nigeria, but like, I think for Ethiopia, everything that is like can be visually seen is so matter mm-hmm. of fact, right? Like yeah. for us in Ethiopia, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, she's fat. And you're skinny. In America, mm-hmm. you say fat. It's like, <gasps> like it's like, yeah. oh, you cannot say that. Like, because it's a form of offense, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas in, in like Ethiopia, anything that you can see that's Oh, she's dark. You're light. Mm-hmm. She's the, like she has big eyes. She has small eyes. Like those things mm-hmm. that are, can be so like observed by everyone. Mm-hmm. Is, is, it's almost like you just accept it. Like it, it mm-hmm. is what it is. Oh, you're fat. You want to be skinny? You just get skinny. Like yeah, it's never been a level of offense. Whereas like I think that that's one of those things where I'm like okay, like there are certain obvious things that you just should not say because it might be a, a form of offense here. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. That's weird. For me, my my um, situation was like at my first job out of college. And oh no, you are in the workforce. Sorry, no, I know. Workforce. Okay. Okay. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Okay, 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 okay. So, in this company, there are maybe like in this office, right? There are only like two black people. It's just me and this one girl. And you know, we already had the conversation of you know we're cool, like you know I am each other, you know make jokes, you know mm-hmm. Obama is still my president, all that all that fun stuff, right? Then, <laughs> She ended up leaving, and on her last day, she was like, it's been real. Now you got to hold down the fort. And she takes a finger to her palm and rubs, like, you have to hold down the fort. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're the only person of color here. You're the only black person here. And for, like, I was like, like what? What are you I'm, talking about? Like, is there something <laughs> on your skin? What's, what's going on? And she was like, yeah. no, you have to hold on. And she tried to get me there because she, she knows that, like, you know, he's he, like he's i'm like i i didn't get it i was like yeah. i don't know what you're talking about what for what, what are you saying right now Moniz? Uh, and it was, and then I, like as soon as she walks out the door on my drive home i was like oh mm-hmm. that's what she meant yeah mm-hmm. i have a question do you guys remember the first black nod you ever received yeah like do you remember the first time you got that I, I mean, feel like you probably would have a better experience because I see the black nod with Miles all the time. And I'm <laughs> waiting for mine. I was like, oh, break my black nod. <laughs> yeah, you know? And I feel like okay. with men, it comes so much. I, I don't think know, it like, comes a lot, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you this. There's, it's not just a black nod. It's a, what's up, bro? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we kind of i can see how there might be some favoritism towards men and doing that because it's like mm-hmm. like because i think if i'm being honest with myself i'm less likely to do that to a black woman that's crossing the street yeah than i am to like a 
dude. Also, exactly, yeah, exactly. But she's black, you know, and you know the same admiration mm. or whatever that I'm affording that man. You know, I'd like to extend yeah. to her, but like, I don't think, I don't think because we have, there's another dynamic at play where different genders. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So no, the person why. who accepted it up for me was black. It was a it was a black guy. He was working at um the school. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe landscaping. And because my school was very PWI, also it was like we're all very mm. far and few between. And so he looks at me and you know he runs me up. I don't know what happened until I got upstairs to my dorm. I was like, wait, I think, I think that was my first one. I literally called <laughs> my friend after I said, "Wait, you're not gonna believe this." I think I just got my first one. I'm officially black now. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I had the awareness of the black mouth until I, I, I might have gotten it, but I wouldn't have had the awareness to notice what it was, like similar mm-hmm. to you. But I think I noticed it because I saw it so often with Miles. And I was mm-hmm. like, you notice that all, like most that people, people do this? Do, yeah. They, they acknowledge that. And Miles was like, yeah, that's what, that's what we do. And then now, every time I see, like, it's usually for like, older black men or you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like i feel like yeah. they're the ones that like yeah like even at the traffic light they were like yeah, yeah. you know and now i, I get it <laughs> i will say i appreciate that um sort of solidarity that, mm. that all black people have here in the u.s i really appreciate yeah. that um yeah. but the question i was going to ask you was like you talked about how you when you're in ethiopia like you have to turn off your english and my understanding is amharic is your first language but mm. it's sounding to me like it's now receding and becoming your second language. And someone said, what are you thinking? There you go. Yeah. What language yeah. do you think? You thinking? Yeah, I I would say English, sadly. Yeah. And I'm like forcing myself to kind of break out of it. But that in itself is also really hard, right? Mm. Especially being in America. And then I live in Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's hard. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Um, and I remember being asked one time what language do you dream in like when you're sleeping Hmm. in your depths of your dreams what language are the people in your dreams talking and that's how you'll know I'm like wow yeah my people in my head (laughs) they're Mm -hmm. speaking English um wow and I think that would be my first language because now I notice when I speak in Amharic I have an accent Mm. like I sound like I am like a child learning Amharic and I'm like yeah. Mm. I get, I get, anytime I try to speak your but I get, oh, you sound like an evil person trying to speak your but That's another try. <laughs> trying to speak your yeah. but And it's yeah. very discouraging. It's yeah. Discouraging. <laughs> yeah. I will say this yeah. though, if I ever think in Yoruba, whatever mm. it is, I really meant it. Like, whatever it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came into my thought as Yoruba, ooh, I felt, whatever that was, I felt it. <laughs> whatever decision i'm making i have to stick with that because that was my true emotion you know my yoga yeah. is my english thinking i still be like you know calm you know he's collect he's just yoga yeah, he's honest he's honest yeah. unfiltered yeah. Yeah. yeah do you feel like um, you can find all the words in uh yoga that you want to say or like, do you find that you can find all the words that you want to express in English? Because I sometimes find myself in the middle where I'm like, I want to express this thing that I can only say this. I at the mm. perfect word is in Amharic. There's no word mm-hmm. for it in English. Or mm. I want to say something in Amharic to express it to like my family members, but I only have that English word, you know? Mm. And it kind of feels yeah. incomplete in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree. I agree. Because I, I'll have certain words that like 
I don't know how to explain this to you. Like, yeah, this is the only yeah. word I have to describe mm. this. And then I'll have to yeah. start going back to start thinking, how would I break down this word to yeah. somebody who isn't Nigerian? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think yeah. that definitely happens. Yeah, there are definitely holes there. But mm. that kind of, my question is like, you now start to see like, which language is more extensive, which is more flexible, which one is more useful. Because mm. if I'm comparing like English to Yoruba, I'm like, Yoruba, you can say a lot more Mm. With without having to speak so much, yeah, Words. yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Yoruba is such a better way of talking, but English is, you know, how you, the rest of the world do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very matter of fact. It's like I was listening to this, where it's like English comes from the brain. It's so like from your brain, whereas for mm-hmm. me, in Amharic, yeah, and in in our language, it's like you you speak from your heart. Like there's so many mm-hmm. things that you can express, like words of love and Amharic are just there's so many words that you can use mm-hmm. for every nuanced emotion that you have you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's like in day like like what but then mm-hmm. what can also you know in, mm-hmm. in English I think sometimes it's like your inflections in your voice express it in Amharic mm-hmm. there's a word for every you know emotion you, have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you will know exactly how somebody is feeling <laughs> Mm-hmm. What what's that what was that word again? Tell me again so I can say it to her when she says some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's what you would say. You'd be like in day. In day. Yeah. Yeah. Watch me pull out that one I'm hard word at the wedding I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> serious. <laughs> This is all you have. Yeah, this is all I look have. At, look at you prepping your code switch already. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question for you, Hewan. Um, mm-hmm. do you feel like you still code switch as hard as you do now compared to when you first moved? Mm-hmm. Like, is that is that more of an active thought process for you? Um yes, it is. Like I it's still active but mm-hmm. it's not as hard. Like mm-hmm. I'm very conscious of when I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is now I don't feel bad for it. I think back in the day, I felt like I had to put on a front and that's what it felt like. It was like, Oh man, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being fake, but I don't think you'll understand me if I don't. Be yeah. You know, yeah. If I don't present myself in this way, but now it feels more so like, this is just how you, like, this is how it is. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're, when you're in the workplace, this is how you have to talk. This is acceptable. Yeah. This is professional. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're at home, this is just how you talk to your parents, how you talk to your sisters, your family members. Mm-hmm. Like this is just, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't find it as difficult anymore. I've accepted mm-hmm. it a lot more. I think you found peace. I found yeah. peace. Yeah. There yeah. You go. We like that. I think um, realistically it's, um, it's important. Like, part of the job, like in your job description, like communicating ideas to other people is part of the job description. That's something they want you to be able to do. So mm-hmm. if you fail at that, it's for the workplace, you're not necessarily being the best at your job. You know, mm-hmm. I'm already communicating such complex ideas. You know, to one, to one, exactly. Like if I'm going to start describing super elevation of the world, like it has yeah. to come in nice and clear, you know, concise, mm-hmm. So it's part of the job. I think code switching, yeah, it's it's too important. And I think we can make our peace with it for sure. My question is that I wonder if white people are code switching at least a little bit in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be like a little bit in the workplace. I don't think so. You think it's just... Um, okay, let me take that back. I 
I think um, there's Okay, so there was this lady that used to work at, um, when I used to work at one of the offices at my college, there was this white lady that would always come in, like, it's like she wore the smile as she entered, like, as she exited her car. Like, mm-hmm. she was always, there was always a front. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know anything actually about you, because, like, mm-hmm. she'll come in, smile. Oh, my God. Hi. How are you guys doing mm-hmm. today? Y'all are good? Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, that's how she always spoke, like, very, like, I don't like. So yeah. cannot be always pleasant. Yes, one and two. <laughs> you have the privilege of being like the norm out here. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to do this. Like I understand mm-hmm. me having to do this, but like you, you don't even need to do this. Like whatever form you show up in, I'm sure people will take it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're fine either way. But yeah, have, have I think so. Like, them... in... sorry, go ahead. No, I'm done. I was gonna say, like, have you noticed though in America they have this mentality of if you're ever in a form of hospitality or where you're dealing with people, you have to be pleasant, even if you're not a pleasant person or even if you're Mm -hmm. in a bad mood, it's always like you have to be pleasant. And I've noticed that like growing up, you know, I went to school with people from the UK and I Mm -hmm. don't feel like they ever brought that. Like Mm. they never had this, oh, I have to make you feel, like, I feel like people from the UK, especially, like, white people from the UK, from what I've noticed, not to generalize, but these show up just, like, how they are. That's who like, they yeah, are. Yeah. Um, this is who I am. Like, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to put on a fake smile for anyone. Or yeah, they're the OG colonizers. You know? What you talking about? Literally. <laughs> like, please, I made you. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas with Americans, I've noticed, especially, like, in hospitality especially, like, Somebody could mm-hmm. be having a bad day. And I worked in, as like a bartender. I worked as a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a server. And I've noticed somebody could have a rough day and they'll come and be like, hi, how are you doing? And I'm like, wow, that's tough. So maybe yeah, to be on. in that sense, yeah. Like they felt like they have to be on a little oh, bit. Man. Even though you can sense the energy, you're like, well, you're not really happy, are you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> but thanks for the effort. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate the smile. Um. All right, I have one more question for you. Okay. What is your advice to a young African girly who's mm-hmm. trying to japa and explore another part of the world as home and is struggling with like Amharic versus mm-hmm. English? Like what what are mm-hmm. code switching things that you've learned that you're like this person should know? Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. Our <laughs> <laughs> baby's on form today. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, I would say, and it might sound like pretty intuitive, but find your comfort zone, but don't mm. stay in it, right? Like mm. find other Ethiopians, find other Africans even, and like just people that make you feel comfortable in your own skin where you can relax yes. in, but don't yeah. stay there right like mm-hmm. be able to reach out to people with different you know and use use your accent if you have an accent use it for like it's a beautiful thing you know to mm-hmm. be able to be different and mm-hmm. see that as your superpower in places where mm-hmm. you don't naturally fit in see it as like something that helps you stand out and mm-hmm. don't it's a conversation starter it really yeah. is a conversation starter and in rooms mm-hmm. where you know everybody has like think of a fun fact you are this like you know, beautiful Walking representation of and you yeah, exactly, yeah. and it can get you shaking in the right hands and you yeah. know opening the right doors for you as long as you see it as a superpower and not feel like you have to like, you know, be afraid of that. Yeah. Um, 
but it's not always great to always feel like wow I stick out all the time so it's nice yeah. to have that like comfort yes. zone that you have with the people that you do okay. exactly yeah, yeah that's perfect that. advice that's perfect advice and it also gets easier you know you get it it's does. like a muscle you get you build it you get better at it mm-hmm. and you'll be doing it automatically you know mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah ladies and gentlemen <laughs> ladies and gentlemen hey so one <laughs> uh hey one where can people find you on the on the internet yeah so i'm on all social media <laughs> yeah um i'm on youtube as h-e-w-a-n hey one um instagram as you know i should have the same handle on and everything but haven't gotten around to it. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) On um, Instagram, it's HFM21. And Mm. on TikTok, it's HeyWanFM. All right. Let me me go follow you on TikTok right now. Yeah, I was about to say, let me follow you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Don't forget to like and subscribe, people. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at jackpa.diaries. Other than that, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for coming on here. Bye, guys.